0: Hey, everybody. It's Nick. I'm the producer here at Focus on This. And uh, I have a special guest with me here today. Go ahead and say hi. Hi. Yes, it's everyone's favorite uh, promoter of product. It is Miles, my 11-year-old son. And we're into week two or three of using the planner. And I just called him in here. We have not scripted this. I have no idea what he's going to say. I've called him in to say to ask him, how's the planner going? So, Miles, how's the planner?
1: I like it, I think. It helps me keep of stuff.
0: That's good. how are you how is school?
1: Uh, I like it and uh, I guess the planner hand helps me like write down all of the stuff that I have to do.
0: Great we take that parents out there you take that as a win. <laughs> everything's written down. he's on top of everything and uh, you know trying to imagine virtual school this year without a plan uh, feels perhaps not like the best idea. So uh, now is the moment where I let miles say anything he wants to the world. Miles, what do you want to say?
1: About the planner?
0: No, you can say anything.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I like to draw.
0: Great. <laughs> there it is. The future of this world right here using the planner, likes to draw. So, if you don't have a planner yet, you should go check out the new kids and students planners at fullfocusplanner.com. Trust me, we're loving using it here. And uh, why wait? Just just get to it, right? Right, Miles? Yeah. All right. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start Loving Mondays. My name is Verge and I am here with the one and only Blake Stratton. Blake, good to be back in the chair with you there, sir. It is good to see you again, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I feel like we're flip-flopping now that
2: Courtney is absent on this episode, but you're back she is. She is. I uh, don't don't turn that dial, friends. <laughs> I know you're disappointed she's Stay not here, us. and you're you're stuck with me. But Verbs is here. I am. I'm here for the for the full full run. Uh, what are we talking about today, man? What what can what can you and I reasonably tackle without Courtney's help? You know, should we talk about? Uh, what do you think? Sneakers? Oh, that would that's that's a whole other podcast. Man. I'm shopping for we some sneakers go. right now. I need okay. some help. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. I got you.
1: So here's a question I want to pose to our listeners. Um, Do you have one of those squeaky clean offices? Is this you? Are you that person? Or do you just have a massive pile of everything that just lives on your desk? Or has this ever happened to you? You get to work laser focused on your big three. Then you pick something up off of your desk and it reminds you of an urgent task. And that derails you for your entire your
2: entire day. I'll go, I'll go first. I couldn't hear any listeners chime in just now, so I guess I'll go. <laughs> I don't know that I have a squeaky clean office, and by that I mean I currently do not. Uh, I'm definitely somebody that will be benefiting from uh, what we've developed for this episode myself, but I've been there before. You know, I think for me, my pattern, my rhythm, my workspace, literally got interrupted, adjusted, thrown off earlier this year with all the coronavirus stuff working remotely. I kind of bounced around different places. I was at home, be in different places in in my house. Uh, I've recently landed back into a workplace, uh, like a standard place I can come every day, a small office. And so I'm really excited. It's almost like when you get a new phone, Verbs, do you do the thing where you import everything or do you like to start from the clean slate? Be like, what apps am I gonna use? Yeah,
1: yeah, I normally import everything that was on my prior phone.
2: Oh, see, I like starting from the clean slate and just be like, what's really? gonna happen? So if you, you can't see this, dear listener, but I've got many bookshelves behind me. This office came with an exorbitant amount of bookshelves for an Audible subscriber like myself. Uh, so there's a lot of empty space you could call me a minimalist at this point but i'm i'm curious for how i can create a workspace that is conducive to focus i've been there before but i feel like i've I've let that slide in the other chaos of this season and maybe you listening feel that same way where sometimes your desk or maybe even your your home the level of clutter Kind of mirrors the level of stress or clutter that you feel mentally mm. how about you verbs? you know what as you talk
1: as you're as you're talking about that, I feel like um you know when you have a certain goal going into the holidays um that could relate to you know how much how much dessert you might intake on the upcoming holidays, and then you get into the holidays and you just say, You know what, hey, January first is coming I'm going to set a new goal. I feel like that's kind of. <laughs> that's
2: kind of my desk situation during this whole <laughs> pandemic season your desk has been to like three different staff Christmas parties
1: staff Christmas parties different relatives houses um especially that one aunt that knows how to really bake a pie and I feel like that's kind of what my desk is there's, there's a place I would desire it to be um but working from home and being here um you know hours of the day I get visited by my children a lot who just they bring me gifts and those gifts end up. Kind of living on my desk. Plus, I have these little kind of inspirational figures that I kind of keep around my desk, just uh, just because I'm that kind of a guy. But so I'm anxious to hear these steps, as well as uh, our listeners are, I'm sure, just because I know this is something I'm working at to get better at.
2: Yeah, clutter is like this constant drip. I was uh, listening to some old Death Cab for Cutie records, taking me back to my college days. And there's this one where he makes reference to like a leaky faucet you know and it's this constant drip and i feel like that's what clutter is like nick our producer can't remember what song it is you can tweet at me what song it is friends if you get it or actually nick if you can remember it you can search google now I'll, i'll let you know if you're right so there is this effect that clutter has on us right where it distracts us in subtle ways it's almost like exhausting right you can step into a cluttered workspace and it's almost like your body can feel that tension or that distraction or that lack of peace, that subtle chaos actually can sap mental energy from us. That's mm. why this is so valuable. We we have a podcast about focus and most of what we talk about is mental, right? Or it's the rhythms, the, the tool, the full focus planner is really designed to organize thoughts. But your physical environment plays a huge role in that. And I see that uh, our content team dropped in some knowledge, some actual research. Verbs, do you see this quote? Can you read this quote for us?
1: I do. This quote comes from Erin Doland, and she's summarizing the findings of researchers at the Princeton University Neuroscience Institute, and it says this. It says, When your environment is cluttered, the chaos restricts your ability to focus. The clutter also limits your brain's ability to process information. Clutter makes you distracted and unable to process information as well as you do in an uncluttered, organized, and serene environment. And I pretty much think that underscores what you just just said about walking into an environment and just feeling that peace or not.
2: Yeah. So what you're trying to say is, I'm essentially as smart as a Princeton University neuroscientist. That's what you're saying.
1: Um, you, the, those are your dots, words. Those aren't the, my
2: words. The dots seem to
1: be connecting. Yes. Okay. Okay, Cool. So let's talk about some ways that we can actually kill the clutter and organize our workspace for maximum efficiency. We have five steps for you today. Now, when you do these steps, your workspace will be clean and inviting. You'll feel relaxed and focused on your work, and you'll accomplish your big three almost every day. Blake, you ready to get into it? Let's do this. All right. Step one, set aside time to declutter.
2: Set aside time to declutter. This is an obvious, but an important one, right? We always say what gets scheduled gets done. And there is nothing seemingly less urgent than a cluttered office or a cluttered workspace. It's not gonna make or break an urgent to-do list item, typically. (laughs) Unless your office is currently on fire, it it won't push itself onto your to-do list, right? (laughs) Yeah, if your desk is a fire
1: hazard in itself, this
2: should happen today. Today, exactly, exactly. If it's breaking some kind of code, maybe that made it on your list. Otherwise, for the rest of us, put it on the calendar. Literally. In fact, right now, maybe you're on the treadmill uh, or you're, you know, on a walk. Take out your phone. Find twenty minutes, thirty minutes, or you know, if you if you know it's going to take a while, you could, you know, plot a couple hours worth, depending on how big and how cluttered your space is, to really dive deep uh, and complete the rest of these steps, but put it on the calendar. You know, I, I would say if if you can only get fifteen or twenty minutes to start, it's gonna help. But if it's been a long time, you want to look at even two or three hours. When could I actually uh almost get back to a, a place of new normal, right? Like I want to reset the standard of what my office feel is.
1: And that time may be based upon, you know, what is on your desk or what is living on your desk because it will You know, take a moment to maybe sort through some of those items. But that's step number one, set aside time to declutter. Now, step number two, put all your items in the center of the room. Put all your items in the center of the room. Blake, why is that actually important? Or what does that help us accomplish?
2: You know, I did this after... Uh, reading this book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. No one's ever confused me with being as smart as her, but it was a great book. Uh, And I did this with my wife a few years back in our house. And (laughs) it was a massive, I mean, we needed more than a couple hours for that project for a whole house. Yeah. But that's what she recommends to do. And the interesting thing about that is when you do that, it's this big, ugly pile but what happens is you get visibility on everything all at once Hmm. and you can see the context of everything and the natural importance the natural categorization almost kind of reveals itself you know if you if you've read any marie kondo stuff or watched her show on netflix you know she has this thing about oh does this spark joy right you can very quickly, see the things that are sparking joy or sparking uh, utter disgust, <laughs> or just uh, sparking a, a crinkled nose because it's been the back of in the back of a closet and it doesn't smell good. Um, but anyway, yeah, this is this is kind of a monster sort of task depending on how many things you have, but it is effective.
1: Sure, and I guess one of the the ideas behind that is you know you're not trying to sort out or organize it at this point. You just want to get it all out there to where you can see
0: it and kind of take stock of what's there. Hey, everybody, it's Nick, your favorite producer.
2: Uh, hey, did you remember the Death Cab song? Uh, yes, I did. It's called, uh, I remember, I mean, I looked it up. It's Marching Bands <laughs> of Manhattan. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. There it is. Verbs, will you send Nick his uh, his coupon for 15% off of Chipotle <laughs> or whatever he gets for that? At the Full Flushers. Focus store. At the Full Focus store, Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I actually am curious about the emotions it takes to actually grab everything out of a closet and put it in the center of the floor. I, mm-hmm. I just don't want to pass over this. I, I I have not done this. I've watched all of Tidying Up on Netflix. I know the book. I know about Sparking Joy. But, you know, I think that's the kind of step, Blake, that people will hear and they'll go, okay, great. But th- I'm, I'm not actually doing that. Uh, I'm really just curious about kind of the emotional journey that you undertook to start it and then to do it.
2: Yeah, I think you just contrast it with the emotional state of what the clutter is causing. You know, that honestly for us, it was just when we did this with our house, it was I never feel really settled, even in my own home. And that saps a lot of things. If you if you want to fast track, you know, sapping the romance out of your marriage just make sure your house stays totally cluttered all the time (laughs) right or you know if you just want to feel in your workspace if you want to feel distracted all the time and anxious if you've never tasted what it's like to feel totally at ease um you should go to my coworker trey's office because his office is just so cool looking and it always feels great it's really nice and tidy uh he can always tell if i've been in there on on a Zoom call, on a stolen Zoom call, because uh, he <laughs> keeps it really nice. And so for me, Nick, you know, it is, you know, you're not going to do this unless you schedule the time. So this isn't, you, you can't do this step, you know, if you only scheduled 15 minutes, it's not feasible. But if you did schedule a couple hours worth, um, then you just go, hey, you know what, this is going to be, um, to be honest, I was kind of excited about it. Because once I started doing it and you start like putting stuff in the pile, you're like, oh man, yeah. Like I'm really, I think the shift that happens is I'm in control of my stuff, not my stuff is in control of me. That's
1: good. That's, I think that's an important statement because as it's growing, you feel like it's out of control and that kind of puts you back in the right, the right seat. So that was step number two. Step number two, put all your items in the center of the room. Moving on to step number three, make a list of all the natural groupings.
2: Right. So natural groupings, we just mean the possible categories of things that you've got, right? So look at the pile. If it's an office, you know, you're looking through audio or computer equipment, maybe photography stuff, supplies, you know, paper or pens or things that you, you keep as... Back up, maybe reference material if you have to keep a sure. lot of paper in hand in your office, miscellaneous items, books, that sort of stuff. Uh, just begin to write down what those categories are. So in, in this step, you don't necessarily have to take the time to separate everything, right, and make a bunch of, have like a half dozen more piles. You're really just taking note of what are the possible categories and taking stock of that to prepare you for the upcoming steps.
1: All right, so that's step number three. Make a list of all the natural groupings. Step number four is decide what is going to go where. Now, Blake, you mentioned Marie Kondo earlier, um, and I think that's, that's a smart option to go. Sometimes when we know that we're coming to a weekend where we need to really focus on house cleaning, me and my wife will normally throw on an episode of Hoarders just to terrify us. So if we do have to survey anything that we feel like we need to hold on to immediately, everything needs to go before we even approach that sort of a that sort of a a clutter. So, what do you have for us on step number four, though?
2: All right. So this is kind of cool. Our uh, team at Michael Hyatt and Company recommends this five zone organizing system, and I think this is really really smart. So. Essentially, what you're doing is you're organizing according to your frequency of use, okay? So zone one, these are items you use daily. You use them all the time. You want that zone to exist on your desk. Have a big enough desk for zone one, right? Keep these items at hand, your uh, a pen, your computer, keyboard, a Kleenex, or You know, those things that you're just working through and using all the time during your day, it goes without saying, your full focus planner would be in this zone. (laughs) Hint, hint. Okay, zone two is items that you use frequently, not necessarily every day, but this is something that you want to be within reach. Okay. So these are things that you can kind of just scoot your chair, take one step away. Um, things that you'll use on a regular basis, but not necessarily all the time throughout the day. Zone number three, these are things that you use occasionally. So, usually within a few steps of your desk, uh, audio equipment or video equipment, if you only use that when you're doing a special kind of thing, it's going right. to be different for everyone. I should mention, you know, all of these items, I can list examples, but you know, you'll have to take stock of that yourself because depending on your job, you know, that's, that's different. You know, what are, actually, maybe I'll pause at zone three. What are some things, verbs for you that would be zone one, two, and three items?
1: Yeah, you know what? I'll actually start with this zone three because, you know, we have our days to where we do record podcasts. Mm-hmm. And so I might have a few more chords closer to me on my desk, which, you know, any other time, they, they probably don't need to be there and can move to a zone one situation until I need them. So, yeah, I'm pretty much at this point, uh, I may be violating all of these zones currently, but I'm actually glad we're walking through them. Again, for me, the, the things, uh, my desk has also become kind of a, a toy hospital that uh, my kids will come and drop off things that need to be fixed. So I actually need to find what zone those can go on so they don't feel, you know, slighted in any way and know the dad is still on the job. Uh, but things, items like that, I need to to uh, to place in its appropriate zone here. So.
2: You know, what I like to have on my desk is a a physical inbox, something to Mm. that's kind of a collection box for things that need to be processed. So I use a virtual inbox in an app I use called Things. And even though, you know, you've heard us, if you've listened to our podcast for half of one episode, you know, we're all about the Full Focus Planner. But we still recommend, even though that's paper and pen, we still recommend using digital tools. So an app like things, that's a digital tool that I use and I will use it to collect to do's sort of, you know, if I can't, if I don't have my pen or or whatever else, other things, someone sends me an email, I just forward it in and it collects that. And so when it comes to my physical environment, I think it's helpful to have one of those on my desk, you know, a physical inbox. Right, and so I'm just thinking about your kids' verbs and just hey, you know, I want, I need dad to look at this, and it's maybe urgent to them, but it may not have to be urgent to you based on your your workday or your schedule. And so I'm just wondering, you know, maybe there's a an inbox just for what the kiddos like. Okay, here's your inbox, and I will get to these. I will process through this maybe in my workday shutdown (laughs) or an evening ritual, right? Right. Uh, But having an inbox physically, if it's for documents, mail that you get, um, you know, someone sends you something, it could be anything, right? Uh, You just put it in there and then as part of a workday shutdown, just kind of get to inbox zero uh, in your physical inbox. Blake,
1: I love that idea uh, because they they will definitely uh, let me know if it hasn't been processed to their liking, so. What about zone? <laughs> what about zone four? Tell us about maybe how you implement this in your own setup there.
2: Sure. So zone four. These are the rarely used things. So um, sometimes these don't even fit in your workspace, right? So you know we're not mistaken. We know that not everyone has a huge office, right? Maybe you only have the physical space for zones one and two, and and maybe three, right? Zone four, those rarely used things, there may be a closet in your office. And if so, that's a great place for a zone four item, some some place to put it in storage. Michael Hyatt and company, we actually have an offsite storage uh, facility for extra planners, extra books, extra supplies. And, you know, that's our zone four. We, we rarely need those things. Uh, on the occasion we do, normally we have lead time, you know, maybe it's for a A business accelerator intensive you know or a filming of something you know we can go there to get that thing and so um that's that's zone four so if if you're working from home zone four may not even be in your office it could be in your attic you know like it's something that you know where it is it has a place um but day to day it's out of sight sure
1: Now, this next zone, this is where that episode of hoarders could come in handy. (laughs) That way, any emotional detachment to something you absolutely need to get rid of uh, can happen within one to two episodes. But zone five, tell us a little bit about how that's best executed.
2: Yeah, zone five, these are the things that you never use. And so they are candidates for the trash, right? Or candidates for goodwill. So you can sell these things, donate them, just get rid of them. And if you never use this, and it's not, um, you know, assuming it's not a piece of decoration, right? Like maybe you've got some memorabilia, something decorative, something that inspires you. It's not necessarily a use type of thing, you know. Obviously, there's an exception there, but you know, to Marie Kondo's or the the minimalists, you know, I'm, I'm friends with uh, a minimalist author, Joshua Becker. He's he's got great insights into this stuff. If you yeah. if you want some additional reading, Joshua Becker is brilliant. He's written several books about this. But there is a lot of freedom in just taking something to Goodwill or making a few bucks and realizing, oh, I haven't used that in years. Just put it on Facebook Marketplace. That's Zone 5. I love that, man.
1: So step four was decide what is going to go where. And last but not least, we're going to talk about step number five, which is place each item
2: where it goes. It's this is this is a, a really uh, important step. Otherwise, you'll be tripping over that pile in the middle of your office. Right, the pile remains. Uh, right, uh, but there is something about how everything. You know, what's that old saying? Like a place for everything and everything in its place. This mm-hmm. is where that comes in. You, you can't put everything in its place until there's a, a place for it. And when you follow this organizing system with these zones it's going to be very conducive for focus and for getting the right things done, which is what we're all about. Right. Absolutely. So, um, you know, the idea here is when you're done with this, um, it's easier and easier to not be over cluttered. You know, you shouldn't have to do something like this exercise more than maybe once a quarter. Right. Maybe, right. Maybe twice a year. And the, and the purpose is because maybe once a quarter you review, hey, how's my setup? You make it part of your quarterly re- preview that we teach in the full focus system. But the idea is, hey, if something's loose, something's left out, you know exactly where it's supposed to be and where it's supposed to be makes a lot of sense. Right. And once you've established
1: these zones, you know this is something that you can incorporate into whether it's your workday shutdown or your workday startup, wherever you see um, something like this could take place in your day. Which kind of keeps it up until those, you know, quarterly review sessions as far as when you're asking yourself, is this setup working for me? Do I feel productive in my space? Exactly.
2: Exactly. And and again, just to kind of tie all of this together, we're not the experts in interior design. We're not Marie Kondo. But where we do have expertise is in accomplishing the right things, right? In in goal achievement. And if you've set big goals for yourself. You know, <laughs> if you've set a, a a goal that is risky, a goal that's exciting, something that's gonna stretch you, be in your discomfort zone, you know it's gonna take everything that you've got. It's gonna take a lot of overcoming resistance right. to achieve the goal. And so by taking the time to do this, you are removing a very, very unnecessary but constant resistance that's likely present in your life. So that's how this all connects. You know, that's why this is a a full focus process, even though it's not, you know, something that we really teach on that much, or it's not sure. in the planner. It's so helpful because we know if you if you really want to have focus, if you want to accomplish your biggest goals this year, twenty twenty has enough resistance. Twenty twenty has Man, enough distraction, absolutely, right? Absolutely. So you can. Uh, You know, this is is an easy win. This is a, if you feel like you could use more control over your year, this is an easy one. Start here and control the physical things in your workspace.
1: So if you're being weighed down by all the stuff around you, we've got a solution. Here they are again, the five steps to decluttering your workspace for maximum efficiency. So step number one, set aside time to declutter. Step number two, put all of your items in the center of the room. Step number three, make a list of all the natural groupings. Step number four, decide what goes where. And step number five, put each item where it goes. You'll feel better, you'll be more focused, and you'll get more stuff done. Blake, you have any final thoughts for our focus on this team that you can leave us with?
2: I'm trying to think of what Courtney would say in this situation. Something you profound. Know, something profound, like guys on, just buddy. do, just do whatever Blake told you to do guys. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She would say something actually profound. Um, I don't know if I can match it. Verbs, what about you? What, hey, what's, just, what's your takeaway? Are you gonna put be, it on the calendar? Are you gonna declutter? Are you gonna? You know what? What are you gonna this, do? Get your yes. kids to do it for you?
1: No, that the opposite would occur. But, uh, <laughs> What I love about what we talked today talked about today is actually these zones. And so I'm going to set aside some time to where I can actually think through those zones um, in my current mm. space and then, uh, you know, kind of remove some of this extra stuff off of my workspace and just be able to be probably a little bit more focused. So I'm looking forward to that.
2: Excellent. Well, thank you all for joining us again for another episode of Focus on This we're glad you made time for us. We're glad you stuck with us, even though Courtney's not here. And I know you love Courtney, but you stayed with us. She will be back, by the way. So, Oh, she will be back. Okay, cool. I That's thought she was That's important to know. I'm just kidding. I knew she's coming back. <laughs> this is the most
1: productive podcast on the internet. So please share it with your friends. Remember the hashtag, focus on this podcast. And we will be here next week with another great episode. Until then, stay, stay focused. focused.
0: All right. If you're still listening to this show, it's Nick again. I'm still here with Miles. Sup? Uh, then if you're all the way at the end of the show and you've got a kid, then you definitely need to go check out the new Kids and Students Full Focus Planners. You just, like, have to. Um, because... Have to. <laughs> right. You have to. Because you made it all the way here, which means you must believe in the planner. And now we've got planners for kids and students, like Miles. Miles, one last chance. What do you want to say to the world?
2: I really like to read.
0: Great, there you go. If that doesn't move a planner, I don't know what will. So go check out the kids and students full focus planners at fullfocusplanner.com.
2: You just gotta do it.
0: There Right, is. Nick? Yes, you do.
1: Yeah, you just gotta do it.
0: Okay, we're the ads over now. I know. Okay.